What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another great edition of Dragon's Den, always brought to you by Sideshow Conversations. It's me, Mr. Buster Blade himself, Val Cisco, and today we're back at it again, talking about the one, the only, Goblin Slayer. And yeah, guys, I know I've been quite MIA for the past couple of weeks, um, and we can talk about that later on, but I kind of want to get into it. I know a lot of people have watched and completed this series, but you know me, I like to do things kind of late, so we're going to jump right back into uh, episode 6 titled Goblin Slayer Goes to Watertown. And you know what? Right off the bat... This episode got me back into watching this show again in a happy way. Uh, not to say that I, I drifted away because I was bored of the episode. It's just that a couple of priorities came in the way. But today, I sat down, watched it, and you know what? I fell in love with it again. This series is balls-to-the-wall crazy. Uh, the characters are fantastic. The RPG kind of feel to everything still feels fresh and funky and new to me. So let's kind of get into it. Uh, of course, spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched it. And please listen to the past Goblin Slayers if you want to hear my reactions to it. But with episode 6, the episode opens uh, with a glimpse of a new adventure. Um, kind of beyond all Goblin Slayer and the crew that we have over there. But uh, a new young woman shows up in this episode. Basically it starts off with a helpless woman bound uh, and tied up naked, basically, um, being threatened by a skeleton, like a Skeletor figure with his minions lurking behind him. Um, in a hopeless situation, a mysterious girl appears, along with her own party of adventurers. Um, they kind of blow their cover in a way where they're just monologuing in a way, which is kind of funny. Uh, it reminds me of Megamind almost, where, you know, everybody's trying to monologue a little bit, or, or um, The Incredibles, if if you will, with that as well, too. The whole, you know, we're just going to monologue because it's very important, because we want to have a great introduction um, before we save the day. And it was kind of funny. It was nice to see new characters. And um, this chick seems um, OP. You know, she has, I believe it was called, like, a god sword. Um, so she signifies something of importance or someone of importance along with her, um, with her guild as well too. One of them had like a shield, like a, like a holy shield. The other one was a mage kind of character as well too. And they make short work of the, uh, of the skeleton and his minions and it kind of just withers away and goes into, of course, um, back to our party with Goblin Slayer and the rest of the crew. So yeah, um... Right there, just being introduced to new characters was pretty fun. Um, not too sure if this was like um, foreshadowing another character coming along, or if this is just like a one shot of the world beyond Goblin Slayer. And we know in this world, you know, you know, there's a demon king that's been um, uh, that came back from the dead and swarming minions around the world and. There's a larger war, war happening in this world uh, compared to what our heroes are doing just fighting goblins. And um, maybe that was a metaphor. Anybody who's spoiled, seen this already, don't spoil it for me, please. But maybe it's a metaphor. I'm just going to go with that. Maybe it's a metaphor that this is the big time right here. These are the big time people. You know, these are the gold ranks, if you will, the platinum ranks. And, you know, 
um, while we see our heroes just ticking on goblins here and there, these giant fucking Skeletor minions are lurking around and people are making, you know, work of them. So there's a bigger battle, giant battle ahead of us, maybe, possibly, not too sure. Anyway, so we, um, we hear that, um, Gom Slayer and of course the crew are summoned to Watertown where the legendary Sword Maiden, a gold-ranked adventurer, known for her role in defeating the original Demon Lord ten years prior, um, they get down and dirty and head to Watertown. We get a new kind of village, which is nice to see as well, too. And, of course, in this village, everybody's talking about different things. has a mystique about it. You know, we have the, the Maiden there, the Sword Maiden, so she's like a legendary figure in that town. And we also hear that Goblin Slayer's um, hype has been traveling around different villages. They even made a song about him as well, too, for his heroics taking on goblins. So even though these are um, low-tier kind of enemies in this world, the fact that Goblin Slayer and his crew are like unsung heroes for like people that just started um, adventuring, um, it's kind of cool. So we get to see Goblin Slayer kind of not taken back by it, but surprised that he's getting some kind of adulation, I guess. So that was kind of cool to see right there. I don't know. I enjoyed seeing Gom Slayer just react to that, or maybe the lack of reacting to that as well, too. So, of course, um, once they meet the legendary, legendary Sword Maiden, um, basically, she informs that Watertown has been... Uh, infested with something that looks like goblins and there's a bunch of um, killings or slaughters that are happening in the alleyways and no one knows what's happening or seems to uh, figure out who's causing all this mischief and chaos and craze and of course goblin slayers because goblins no doubt about it but why are they here and how are they getting into your city um it was interesting to see that as well, too, and, and the hierarchy of this war. Um, the Maiden, um, she even says that she would have took care of herself, but there's bigger things to do, and, and that there's a police force out there, but they're too busy uh, with the main war, and the politics forbid you know the guards to take on lower-tier enemies like goblins, and hence this is why we get our guild to take on these foes. So interesting to see the politics that are happening in this world and where people see Goblin Slayer in one light and some people just see him as a high mercenary to take care of like the kibbles and bits of the war. So that was interesting to see. Um, we get to see Goblin Slayer, uh, the shaman, uh, elf, uh, priestess. Um, and our dwarf, or our, our mage dwarf, um, just kind of strategize on how to take out these goblins. First, they figure that these goblins are coming uh, from underground, from maybe in the canals. Since this is a water town, it kind of looks like Paris, or, or in a way, uh, what's that place in Paris? I'm, I'm so lost right now when it comes to it. I know it'll hit me. Someone right now is screaming right now. It's that fucking place right there. Anyways, it, it has all these water canals underneath the city. And um, basically, Goblin Slayer is like, that's the only way they could actually be entering the cities through the water and find the ways from the sewers all the way up to the, to the top, killing people. Um, so at this point, we see Goblin Slayer making his way to the sewer and he's stopped by Priestess and, and the Elf, basically saying, okay, we're, we're with you to take on these goblins, you know. You know, we're your team, but the same token, 
um, in our last battles, you go a little too fucking sadistic. And it's true. Um, this guy, you know, slices throats, poisons these goblins. Like I said in past episodes, this guy has a fixation on goblins. He really hates them. For many reasons. Um, probably a lot more reasons than we're going to get into the future. But definitely a, a, a disdain for goblins altogether. But of course, with the priestess and the elf, they want to kill anything with some kind of dignity. So they're like, all right, if you're gonna if we're gonna help you out, you gotta just do this with a little respect. And he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, yeah, you know, you can't be water boating the goblins, which I found that fucking hilarious that she pulled that line in a town called Watertown. So that was weird. Uh, you can't be burning them to death. You can't be poisoning them, poisoning them so they're suffering. It has to be a clean, fast death. So there's a guy, no problem. Death is death, whatever it is. So I guess Priestess and, um, and the elf find that as a win right there, that they're, they're getting to Goblin Slayer somehow, some way. You know, in the past episodes, he's a very stoic character, very, you know, emotionless, unempathetic and whatnot. And now with him being part or a leader of the guild, if you will, um, not so much a softer side, but the character has opened up here and there. Um, which is kind of cool, you know, not, not every episode has to be leaps and fucking bounds, um, to, to push the narrative whatsoever. I do like a slow build, and even, um, if we see chinks in the armor, you know, I like, I like to use that phrase for, you know, Goblin Slayer. It's nice. It's some kind of character development, slow character development. So, of course, they get their game plan, and they head down to the sewers, and they're about to, you know, go to town, and right out of the bat, they start killing goblins. You know, left and right, swords and knives and arrows are flying everywhere. And they relatively kill these goblins pretty fast. Um, they're still trying to question how they're getting in there. And then we notice that at one point, there's like a gondola-type boat that arrives full of goblins. So it does seem like these goblins are not that dumb after all i mean yes they 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 rape and they pillage but at the end of the day they there's a method to their madness and even gotham slayer is kind of perplexed he's like you know i thought they were kind of stupid but if they're smart enough to get inside a city with a boat and then strategize an attack on a woman above they either are getting more intelligent or someone's controlling them from 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 a different place maybe in a different way, something's happening where these these goblins are being enlightened, if you will, woke, if you will. Um, this is America, and and I don't know. Um, I found that pretty interesting as well, too. And of course, um, they kill these goblins on the boat, and all of a sudden, um, we get chaos as as happens in these episodes. We get some kind of chaos that's happening, um, and right before we talk about the chaos, I kind of want to get into. Um, the sponsor for Anchor. So let me go ahead and play that Anchor bumper right here. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Val Cisco, dropping some knowledge about Anchor. Guys, have you ever wanted to record your own podcast? Don't you want millions and millions of people to listen to what you have to say, whether it's about Zeus, whether it's about sports, whether it's about everything that's going on in the world of quarantine? Guys, what are you waiting for? Download Anchor. Anchor basically is a one-stop shop for all your podcast needs. It has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. 
Number two, it's free. Guys, it's free. There's not a lot of freebies out there, so grab this. And, of course, Anchor will distribute your podcast so you can be heard from different places like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many, many more. You can make money off your podcast, too, with minimum listenership. So right there, guys, like, listen, this is a no-brainer. Download Anchor. It's pretty fantastic. I love it. Hell, thank you, Anchor, for giving me the platform to speak about all the random things that I do. Uh, It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So please, once again, download Anchor. You can download it off the Apple Play Store, the, the Google Store. I don't know if you guys have Blackberries out there still. Uh... Whatever is out there, download it. It's freaking phenomenal. You guys won't regret it. Take care. Ciao. All right, all right. Enough with the plugs. Let's get back into the action. So um, before we talk about this giant swamp dragon of a monster, let's um talk about that battle. Because this fucking battle was great, man. Like, this got me going. Um... We get to see that first battle with um, this little ship that comes through with the goblins. And it's like a synchronized attack. We have Priestess ca- uh, cast a protect spell to shield everybody from arrows. We get to see Goblin Slayer and, of course, a shaman, our fucking dragon shaman, you know, go on, you know, the front attack and just start wiping goblins out. Even um, at one point, our shaman makes a, a special raptor sword just for goblin slayer to use just to fuck shit up so we get to see them really wreck all these goblins on the boat we get to see elf just throw some arrows and just be her best fucking ligolas shooting motherfuckers left and right so that was dope and then we get to see you know our our uh, our drunk dwarf um mage if you will um spellcaster um throw down some fucking earth spells he conjured a giant rock and just destroyed the boat altogether so it was nice seeing that attack it was like what a minute maybe a minute and a half of just full-blown action and seeing everybody um just contribute to this guild with all their strengths um accentuating all their strengths so i love that that was pretty dope so of course the second ship arrives and they're being lured by priestess with her light magic and this fucking alligator comes out or crocodile i'm gonna say a alligator they called it a swamp dragon giant megalodon type motherfucking swamp dragon comes out and starts busting ass killing everybody and of course our our party kind of gets out the way they do their own thing and then um they just still trying to figure out where these goblins are coming from and then we get into like a a little bit of a uh i guess inside goblin slayer's head of uh of underestimating goblins in a way and he feels that he's contributing to their madness that um possibly that every time um he gets into an encounter they're learning and he's like he's not gonna make that mistake twice he's not gonna give uh these goblins the luxury of learning after each battle he's gonna wipe them out as much as possible and it's just like this inner turmoil that we see goblin slayer go through consistently in these episodes and it does look like it comes to a point where it, it, it could really break him because at this point He's so obsessed with goblins, he doesn't really care about anything else. There's a point where they have the opportunity to take down this river dragon. And even though I think it's great strategy to have that river dragon fuck up goblins and just run away from it, 
Um, you don't get a sense if they, were, if they were actually threatened by this monster, that Goblin Slayer would even try to attack it or even want to fight it. I think he'd rather just run to kill goblins rather than kill this beast or any beast. So that's going to be interesting. Of course, it's very interesting if the if the metaphor in the beginning of the episode is that there's a giant world above us of just people taking on demons and minions and skeletors and fucking deadites and shit like that. And over here, we're just taking on like level one goblins inside a sewer. And it's like, what's going to happen the day this party meets like a demon or a giant or something of significance that that they need to contribute in in, in winning the war. Will Gomslayer even fight, or he just like shrug his shoulders and they fuck this shit? It's very interesting. It's maybe it's foreshadowing. I want to say it's foreshadowing, definitely. And um, the episode kind of ends with Goblin Slayer basically saying, like I was saying before, that you know they're making coordinated attacks. Um, they're either getting smarter, or somebody somehow, some way is is really just puppeting these ma- these um, goblins and we get to a scene of a shadowy figure kind of looking like a uh, like a giant ogre or maybe uh, like a supreme goblin if you will i don't know i haven't watched ahead maybe you guys have and maybe you're like foul shut the fuck up you have no idea what you're talking about but that's what it looked like to me like a supreme goblin like a giant ogre like an orca almost so it was interesting to see that he also had a grin on his face as well too um kind of looking like he knows what he's doing right here so maybe this can be the um the real threat to Goblin Slayer, you know, his, you know, A to B right there. Someone to really get, to challenge him and really knock him on his ass. I would love to see that. We've seen Goblin Slayer kind of get really wrecked by different things before in different episodes. But I, I would like to see his equal in a way as an enemy. Um, it'd be very interesting to see someone maybe overpower him and how he has to, how his thought process is on um, fighting other enemies besides goblins. Because he has goblins to a, to a T right now. There's even a point where the elf is like, you even think like a goblin. So that's interesting of itself right there. It's like, you think of a goblin. And here's another thing as well, too. I, if, I, if, if I didn't get the translation right, if I did, cool. If I didn't, rock and roll, somebody correct me. But he did say that he had an old friend in Watertown. Um, and I believe... It's pointed that the old friend is the high priestess, um, the legendary high priestess. So it's like the sword maiden. And if that's the case, um, that's very interesting into the past of Goblin Slayer. Maybe he was someone significant at one point and he chose to take um, the low road and kill all these goblins. Uh, Sword maiden as well, too interesting character when you first see her you know she has this blindfold on her eyes covering her eyes so you're not even sure if she's blind or not um she interacts with people like she's not blind so maybe it's something different maybe it's just part of her gear but if she is blind and she's just that powerful where she just sends people around that's interesting as well too so I found a little foreshadowing in this episode with certain things. You know, why is High Priestess looking for mercenaries to kill goblins when she's all that powerful herself? You know, she killed the Demon King at one point or helped kill the Demon King. Why is she uh, just not going down there and saying, Booyaka, motherfuckers, I'm going to kill all of you guys. Um, Maybe there's politics in play, like we were saying earlier, but it just seems a little weird. Um, other than that, though, I found this episode pretty fun. I'll give this episode, I want to say, a 7 out of 10. Um, the new characters, 
Um, uh, just see Gom Slayer warm up a little bit more to his party. Um, to see all the skill sets happening in that battle. The gigantic swamp dragon just rickety wrecking all these goblins. Um, the new characters in the beginning of the episode as well too with that god sword. That was pretty dope as well too. Um, not enough to make me go, wow, fuck yeah. But enough to really get me back into watching Goblin Slayer. So that's my review, guys. I want to say it's a 7 out of 10 right there. Great episode. Fun episode. It really gets you in the mood for the next one because you want to see who that motherfucker is in the shadows. And I love um, episodes that make me leaving, uh, leave me wanting more, basically. And that's what it did. It did. It wasn't a filler. It just made me want more Goblin Slayer. Made me want to just push the play button and keep on going. But... I want to be consistent with you guys. And let me just uh, talk about that right here. So, yes, uh, guys, I'm back doing one-shot episodes. I'm not going to be doing, like, the full-blown, like, hour, hour and a half, mixing everything together. I just, number one, I didn't have the time for it. Number two, I kind of felt passionless doing it. Um, I'm not even sure if this episode is even that good or not because I haven't done one in a long fucking time. But I just lost that passion of doing it, um, especially when I crammed everything together. And I kind of just miss doing one-shot episodes like Dragon's Den, like doing a movie review with nothing to watch or at the movies. And just putting more focus on it right there. Putting so much focus on one thing rather than trying to be a jack-of-all-trades or be like everyone else. Um, at the end of the day, I started this podcast because I wanted to have fun with things and just share my opinions. No matter how stupid or crazy or far-fetched they were, it was my opinions out there. And apparently people liked it. So I want to get back to that. I want to get back to just having fun doing this and not really making it a job or a chore, but just enjoying the fuck out of it. And at the end of the day, if you're passionate about something, you never really want to make it feel like it's a chore. You just want it to be pure passion, pure fun. Um, so that's what I'm doing over here, guys. So hopefully um, um, you guys enjoy this episode. I'm going to load it up as much as possible. Personally, I think I sound horrible right now. Um, that's any kind of artist. They never like their work, especially after they come back to doing their work again. They always sound like shit. <laughs> or they feel like they sound like shit. But hopefully you guys enjoyed this. Um, I'm going to keep on going with Goblin Slayer before we switch it up. But there's definitely a lot of animes out there that I still want to get into. And I would love for you guys to just request those on the Facebook page on uh, Sideshow Conversations. Or even the Instagram page at Sideshow Conversations as well too. Um, hit me up on the Twitter at Uncanny underscore V. Um, just in case you want to just chime in about Goblin Slayer or anything out there. Um, I haven't even updated the Instagram or the Facebook pages, guys. I've just been um, a little bit out there, you know, whether it's losing the passion for podcasting or feeling like I just missed out on so many opportunities where you're just like, you know what, I'm not going to do it. And then just work or just personally, like I have a door going to fucking high school, guys. So that's another thing right there. It's just so many things happening in the world that I just felt like me putting like a two hours or three hours in like once a week i just i didn't feel it and i didn't feel creative and i didn't feel fulfilled whatsoever so this right here it gets me going yeah it's 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 a little cathartic for me um so hopefully you guys enjoy this thank you for listening if you're listening right now if i get one view or if i get 100 views every listen counts to me guys so please um like subscribe rate review 
Tell me I'm a piece of shit. It's all good. Tell me this is the best thing you ever heard. It's all good. Anyway, guys, I am out of here. As I always say, and I'm going to keep on saying it and keep on trying to push it. Get your mind out of gutter, but keep your eye on the side.